What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number num um, episode number ninety nine. My name is Josh Toll, and I'm joined by my good friend Brett Roberts, as always. Brett. What up? Hello. Oh, that's what you're referring to. Christian, or stay before quitting, was responding to our our. All right, let me give everybody the lowdown real quick. Okay, my brain was just operating at thirty thousand miles a second as we tried a new setup today. So bear with us as we might not sound. I don't even know how we sound. I don't know how we look. Uh, that's all I have to tell you. Do I smell toast? I wish I did. So that's it. We did it live. We uh, Those that watched last week knows that we had some issues with the service that we normally. Well. Now my this I hate everything I do. I really do. I don't even want to talk anymore. Brett, you speak. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode 99. This is the podcast where we talk about video games and other things that tickle our dills. Uh, we have a big show today. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody's in the chat right now, if you could let us know if we sound like absolute shite. We did a quick check beforehand, but I have no idea what's going on. So I don't I want to be worried about it. I, I ain't worried about it. Listen, I ain't worried about it. They're going to get what they get, and they won't get upset. Okay? Wow. All right. You sound right on my new... end. Great. Oh, cool. This is a new setup, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> all right. Episode 99. First of all, for episode 100, we mentioned last week, there's a number above our heads. For those that are not watching and you're listening, here's the number. 904-TRUE-COLT. That's 904-T-R-U-C-L-U-T or 904-878-2858. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to call that number and you're going to leave a message for our 100th episode which might be next week. It might not be. I don't know. We haven't spoken about it yet. And the reason being is that my schedule is about to become a can of sardines, a.k.a. packed. So that's right. But if you want to join the cult, give us a call, leave a voicemail, and uh, we'll play them on our 100th episode. So Yeah, and we're trying to plan something special for our 100th episode. Um, I actually have a gift for Brett that I might want him to open on the 100th episode. It's it's his birthday present, but it might be, might be better if it was opened on the episode. Wow. So I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, make sure so. you do that. Make sure you call and tune in. Yeah. All right. Today, here's what we're talking about. Um, we have our media consumption update. We're going to be talking about The Last of Us again, I would assume, in there. So, yeah. Um, some big video game releases, including today, uh, Dead Space Remake. Well, tomorrow, Dead Space Remake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Midnight, midnight tonight. Um, Abysmal Chronicles, we're going to talk about the Xbox Developer Direct. Um, I think it's funny that it's in the Abysmal Chronicles. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, fi- talking about Fire Emblem Engage uh, being done maybe as far back as even 2021, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Slick Stories, Dead Space, Re- Dead Space Remake launched today, as we just said, and it's uh, have... It has a lot of po- uh! it has a lot of positive reviews. I'm I'm gonna slow yes. I'm slowing down my brain right now. It has okay. a lot of positive reviews, and then we're also talking about um, a, a Nintendo patent that was filed, um, seemingly for use in Tears of the Kingdom, and I think it's interesting for one particular reason. Um, so we'll talk about that, uh, and then our main topic, of course, obviously, is talking about Elden Ring DLC. Um, I found this on the Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit. Uh, this is. It was actually from a post from Lance McDonald, infamous leaker, 
uh, from December, but somebody just posted it on the Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit the other day. So we're going to be talking about that and speculating about some Elden Ring DLC. Um, yes. Speaking of, Hi-Fi Rush in the chat, as Save Before Quitting says, let's hop into our media consumption update. Yes. I played Hi-Fi Rush. So this is the game. So I didn't watch the Xbox developer conference thing that they yeah. did yesterday. So this is the game done by uh, Tango uh, Tango Interactive. Tango Gameworks. Gameworks. Yeah. And it is good. It is a rhythm action game, and it's awesome. I've seen people say uh, Jet Set Radio vibes. Yeah. Jet Set Radio meets uh, Metal Hellsinger meets... Mm. Um, uh devil may cry mm. and sunset overdrive i'm hearing no it has nothing to do with sunset overdrive. it looked like sunset no overdrive. it looks better than sunset overdrive okay i'm just re i'm repeating what you said so right well listen yesterday i was very down on it when they showed it because the whole thing is the whole point of it is music and they just spoke over the music the entire time and you couldn't hear the music at all and um you know they shouldn't have showed the game off that way but I was wrong. The game is awesome, and I recommend it. And it's on Game yeah. Pass. And it was a shadow drop. Yeah, I think that was a big benefit to that game in that they just dropped it, and not a lot Ugh. of people, you know, there was no hype built around it. It kind of just came out, and people tried it, and it turns out it was actually good. Yeah, so the animation is awesome. It's beautiful. It plays really well. Um, I, I recommend it, and it's on Game Pass, so, uh, you know, no excuse. Yeah. Since I started with that, I'll just I'll finish all my shit. Yeah, first uh, games. I'm playing Persona Three Portable, the remake, well, the remaster, re-release, port, whatever you want to call it. Um, I like that game more than I did in the past. I'm a big Persona Three, Persona Four, or Persona Four, Persona Five guy. It's it been what like six years since you played it the first time. I played it. I started. I tried to play it right after I beat Persona Four Golden on my Vita. And what I didn't like about it back then was the Tartarus system, right? Where it's basically one dungeon. You go from floor to floor. Each floor is procedurally generated, but it's all samey, you know? Uh, I get why they might have done it back in the day, but I didn't love it. Playing it again, it doesn't bother me as much. I still don't love that system. Um, and people are complaining about the backgrounds for this game. There's a lot of, like, AI upscaling that's, like, kind of lazy and whatever. Um, and while I've noticed some of that, it doesn't bother me that much because it's a visual novel and like the actual character, like models, sprites, whatever you want to call them, I think look good. You know, when you're in the visual novel part of it, right? Yeah. Oh, there he is. I was just listening to you. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. However, I put it on the back burner for this next game and all these games I'm putting on the back burner for a game that's coming out tomorrow, which is Dead Space Remake. Right. Uh, but I also started playing Disco Elysium. Have you heard of this game? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I've heard. It's fucking incredible. What is the gameplay style? It is a, it's a RPG. It's a narrative RPG. Yeah, but like, how does it play? Detective RPG. So you have... It's like a semi-ish open world, quote-unquote, and you can move from area to area to room to room. FPS and like or third person? No, like top down isometric almost. Okay, that's what I was. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, there's things that you can interact with, but it's all done through this dialogue system. Um, that is the most comprehensive dialogue system I've ever seen <clears throat> in my entire life. Really? Like basically what you do is you wake up, you don't know what happened. You're trying to recover your memory. And there is our, I mean, it's an RPG. It's like a hardcore RPG. It almost reminds me of like a pen and paper RPG back in the day. Yeah. And there's so many different skills and abilities and stuff like that. And basically a lot of the game is you, you just not only talking to other characters and doing skill checks, right? Which makes sense. But a lot of it is you talking to yourself too. Hmm. And like trying to almost like lie to yourself at points. It's very complex and it's super interesting. And you could like, there's an ability I have called encyclopedia, right? So somebody will say something and I'll have the option to like continue the conversation or my brain will take over and be like, oh, this means blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Or my brain will take over and be like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck this means, yo. But like, here's a thought. And then you can follow that thought. It's it's complicated to explain, so, but. So is it like old school PC RPGs? Like yes. Fallout before Fallout 3 uh, type of game? Y- yes, but modernized. Right. Uh, cool. And it's it's awesome. It's really really cool. So there's a lot of drama that happened behind the scenes with the developers of this game and the publisher really? of this game. Yeah, uh, the original founders actually left the studio. Huh. Um, there was some drama with like with them. I don't know if they were the ones at fault or what. But did you know that there's actually like a another game in that universe called Return to Obra Dinn? Oh, I've heard of that game. I didn't know it was in the same universe. Yeah, it might be a sequel, a prequel. It's it's. By the same studio. It's a different style of game, I believe. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it has a really cool art style. And uh, I believe it is in the same universe as uh, Disco Elysium. Huh. So. Well, I'm very really cool. liking it. It's very intriguing. I played it yesterday when I got home. Um, and I just kind of got lost in it for like a couple of hours. And then when I, at the end of my play session, I was like, holy shit, I've been playing for that long. Um, and I haven't even left the first little area. <laughs> it, is that on any of our subscription services like Game Pass or have we gotten that for free somewhere or anything or no? I bought it on Steam for like five bucks. Okay. I think it's on sale right now or it was just on sale. It gotcha. might be on Game Pass. I have no idea. I don't know. But that's a Steam Deck game to me. Are you playing? You're playing Persona 3 on your Steam Deck. Correct. OK, because that is also on Game Pass. Correct. Just okay. Just double checking. But I'd uh, I that's a that's a handheld experience to me. It's literally so. called Persona Three Portable. So well, yeah. But I mean, the Persona games in general, three, four, and five. So we actually have all of them on PC now slash Steam Deck. Three, yep. four, and five between our libraries. So uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, movies. I watched RRR again. I don't have anything else to say about that that I haven't said before. That movie's awesome. I watched it again. That's all you need to know. Uh, TV and anime. Uh, I started I started and finished rewatching Chernobyl. Nice. Uh, which is Craig Mazin, who's the same guy or half of the team behind the Last of Us TV show. Uh, Chernobyl is awesome. It, Like I said in our chat, you know, off the air, it feels like historical horror. Um, and you feel disgusting watching that show. Both from like a, uh, like people are abysmal standpoint, but also from like a literally like people are like bathing in like radioactive water standpoint. Right. And, um, the show is very claustrophobic and uncomfortable and very good. I love that. Um, we both finished Paul T. Goldschmidt. Gold. <laughs> Fuck. Paul T. Goldman. Yes. Uh, that show is awesome. That show is awesome. 
I don't know what else to say about it other than it's one of the best experiences in television I've ever had in my entire life. I can't believe it hasn't been getting higher reviews. It's it's creeping up. Is it? It is. Good. Yeah. I the right like, people are finally watching. Yeah, it didn't have say, its audience. I feel like the right people are finally discovering it. Mm-hmm. So that show is awesome. Highly recommend it. You should watch that. Um, and then Chainsaw Man, continuing to watch that. I'm watching an episode at a time slowly because it's in my opinion it's very hard to watch not it's not bad but it's hard to watch because of everything that's going on if that makes any sort of sense what do you mean everything there's lots of people eh, just lots of people dying so oh Uh, there's that and then the last but not least the last of us tv show episode two we watched it i loved it i might have loved it even more than the first episode and um i think I'm so sold on the tendril bit now. Yeah. It's not even funny. Yeah. And they do something in this episode that seems to have been divisive for some people. I think obviously the consensus is people liked it, but towards the end of the episode, let's just say there's a makeout session uh, that involves some tendrils. I thought it was so <clears throat> fucking awesome and such a ballsy choice to put in TV because it's very weird, but it's so good, dude. It's so good. So I would well, agree. What do you think about that? I love it. Uh, I think that it does make sense to like the second episode of the show more than the first, simply because uh, we were kind of, you know, we were a little wary about if the show was going to be good or not for the first episode. Now that we know that the show is good based on that first episode, we went into the second episode expecting a lot Mm -hmm. and they delivered. And I think that's the most important part. Um, They stayed true to the games in terms of narrative again. Right. And they even changed some things again Mm -hmm. that, one of the things I mentioned in last week's episode was something I liked about the last of us episode one was they changed things just a little bit so that fans of the, you know, previous property, the game right. still had surprises and things right. that they could enjoy. And that happens in this. And you and I were texting each other, actually watching episode two. Right. Like, Did that happen that way in the game? And then yeah. we were like, Oh, okay. This and then it, it makes happens. More sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, we were trying to logic out the events, and then they literally happened. Like, right, and then they completely turned it on its head and had something else right. happen instead of the game. So Right. There's uh, Before we move great. off of it, there's two things that I want to mention, and they're, they're mild spoilers. So if you're listening, you know, skip ahead, like, literally two minutes if you don't want to hear it. There's two things. One, the beginning, the, clo- the cold open, where we go, to, we go back in time to Indonesia, and there's this, uh, what is she, a mycologist, right, is what she was called? Mm-hmm. So she yep. studies um, Fungus. fungi. They do this whole thing. She analyzes it. And then they're like, how do we cure this? And she's like, there is no cure. So they're like, what do we do? And the word that she utters is bomb. Bomb everybody. Kill everybody in this entire city. Something that effect. Yeah. But her just saying the word bomb was so unsettling dude there was like yeah. something deep inside me was like that it like made my stomach churn was, well because like, it's act- abysmal it is abysmal the actress's delivery everything bomb fucking incredible one of the yeah. best moments in recent television history that i can remember that is like seared into my mind now right because he's literally there asking her like what can we do and her yeah. first and only response to that is just simply bomb, like bomb the city. Yeah, we lose. <laughs> because because what, it was 14 infected people were not accounted for? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Where she she, she, she was like, how many? Like, how right. many people are out there? And he was like, 
14. And I was like, me, like, as I was watching, I was just like, oh, no, 14. And then she's just like, bomb it. Yeah, that's all you can do. Bomb. Um, And then to Christian's point here, the 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 tendril kiss at the end um, with Tess, you know. I think it's so they did such a good job of showing that she was turning already like she was trying to light the lighter. She was getting slower and slower and slower with that. I think you could argue because she's turning and she, you know, is then becoming part of that network and doesn't want to kill all of them. But then too, the reason that one of the zombie or the the infected approach her so slowly and invite her almost into the hive mind tenderly is because she is turning. That is so fucking awesome. I cannot even begin to explain how much of a fan of that choice I am. Yeah. And I think the people that are against it are very surface level people that aren't thinking Mm -hmm. about it deeper. They see it as just a romantic kiss. It is not that at all. It's not like a zombie was in love with her. It has nothing to do with that. It's that's that's fucking stupid. If you ask me, they Um, they doubled down on it earlier in the episode, too, where you and they do with. Oh, we didn't even talk about the clickers, but where you do, you can step on something and you trigger a horde a mile away. Right. Which is exactly what happens. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've seen people hung up on that kiss. And well, it's not even that's the thing. Calling it a kiss is like a disservice to what actually is right. happening because a kiss signifies that it's like a romantic intent yeah. type of deal. It's her it's linking not. to the network, dude. It's right. her getting jacked into the matrix, basically. Right, 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 right. So, so. and yeah, everything, I mean, Christian put up a, a lot in the chat here. I agree uh, with everything he said. More bodies prequel, yeah. So. Alright, continue. Um. Oh yeah, we transitioned. My bad. I'm, I was lost for a second. Mm-hmm. So, Last of Us, I watched um, I, I also watched Paul T. Goldman. Uh, we already talked about that a little bit, so I won't talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Movies. I watched uh, two films this weekend that I didn't expect to watch, but I was in a mood where I really just wanted to watch some weird shit. Yeah, let's hear it. So I watched Videodrome, mm. which is a uh, Cronenberg, Cronenberg movie. Right. And here's my my takeaway. Give it to me. I've seen people give this movie a five. Like some of our closest friends gave this movie a five. I mm. gave it like a four or a four and a half. Yeah, because here's my thing, dude. Cronenberg is cool, and I love everything about his sci-fi. Body horror stuff. Yeah, but I'm not sold on, like, there's something that just doesn't work for me in terms of, like, the sexual uh, That's a big theme of his, yeah. I mean, what was his most recent film? That Uh, Crimes of the Future. Crimes of the Future. Well, I love that shit. I know know you're not as big as a fan. Well, that's why I'm not as big on it. No, I know it's, it's... In every one of his, I mean, uh, you were probably not like the movie Crash then. Yeah. Because that that takes that element of it, it gets rid of everything else, and it dials it up to like 52. Well, what's that other movie? It's not Cronenberg, but where the girl falls in love with the car that's very similar to Crash. Oh, uh, Titan. Yeah, that's another film that I watched that I didn't dig as much. I don't know. There's <laughs> just something that I, I'm not into the sex, the weird fetish shit in horror. Uh, so Videodrome was weird, but I liked I it. Am. I liked Have you seen Videodrome? No, I have not seen Videodrome. There is some really cool shit that they do with um I don't even know how, what you would call it, but just giving I guess biological weapons, but not biological weapons as in like um viruses and stuff. I mean like weapons that are made of like biological matter and stuff like that. 
Uh, so there's a lot of cool shit like that in Videodrome, and I and I liked it a lot. Uh, and then I watched Bullet Train with Brad mm. Pitt. This might be my favorite ba- Brad Pitt movie. I like this movie so goddamn more much. than Inglorious Bastards, dude. Maybe. Oh no. Okay. All right. I really liked Bullet Train a lot. Um, I didn't say I like. Like, I, it's not my favorite movie over Inglorious Bastards, but no, I in terms of performance of Brad Pitt, dude, he's awesome. In it's Bullet a good Train. flick, man. It's a lot of fun. It honestly, dude, it did. It got done dirty, in my opinion. And I told people I watched this, and they were like, "Oh, that movie sucked." That movie rules, dude. That movie is fun. I'm pretty sure I give that movie four stars on Letterboxd. Aaron Taylor Johnson in that film, yeah, is amazing. Can I tell you why else I think we like that movie a lot? Because it's in Japan. Yeah, there's a lot of Japanese <laughs> aesthetics to that movie. Yeah. That fucking rock, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bad Bunny's in it. The yeah. the Puerto Rican artist. He Excuse killed me. it. Yeah. He was good. He's man. really fucking good in that movie, actually. Yeah. Like one of one of the best performances in that movie. Yeah. Seriously. I really liked it. And yeah. and I said to you, I I texted you, I said, dude, I would take this if this was like the franchise where Brad Pitt just does jobs in different countries and they make a movie out of it, like I'm in. Make yeah. it knives out, dude, where it's like different stories every time. I'm in. Yeah. Dude, I'm so. with you. It was uh it was a lot of fun. It was something that I watched too, just on a whim. I think with my dad when I was in New York visiting at one point and uh we fucking both loved it i think that movie rocks yeah i had a lot of fun with it so all right and then to wrap it up video games i'm playing one game right now i'm, I'm kind of taking it easy um i'm Take playing persona easy. 5 i love to so, hear that dude yeah i'm playing persona does 5 my heart good to hear that brother they have added some stuff in royale that i don't mm-hmm. remember at least i think they added it uh where you get these like um these seeds in the dungeons, there's like three seeds that spawn in a dungeon. Oh. I don't know yeah. what they do yet, but I collected yeah. all three. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that is new. Yeah, it's like a new objective to do mm-hmm. while you're exploring. So that's kind of cool. But uh, the best part of that game is the additional character. Yeah. Kasumi. I've met her once. Sumi. You've only met her once? Yeah. I'm still in uh, what's his name's dungeon. The first guy. Okay. What's his What's his name? Kamoshida? Kamoshida, yeah. The yeah, volleyball so coach. Yeah, I'm still in his dungeon. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're still very early. Yeah, but it be, I've been playing for six hours. Um, but it's very early for Persona. Um, six hours? Come on now. Shit, I, I fucking played Persona 4 Golden for like 20 hours before I got to the first dungeon, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like it's taking me a lot longer to get through this dungeon. Um, I'm doing it on my first day in the game. Oh yeah, you gotta to do rush. That. You gotta yeah, I'm that. trying to rush through it so I can spend my the rest of my right. time. Yeah, and you I'm gotta like, do the dungeon in a day, dude. It's long. Like I just got to the part where uh, you have to collect the eyes to put in the statue to pull his oh, yeah. jaw down to make it so the the swinging chains stop. But I think I feel like I'm almost there. That one and the one with a character named Haru are like the longest dungeons in the game, purposely because there's a skill jump after those dungeons mm. which might be why was the grappling hook in the first iteration of yes. royal really when you're exploring yeah, you to can navigate yeah. yeah i don't remember that yeah hmm. well that's it cool so josh we yes, talked sir. about the stuff that we're watching and we're playing but let's talk about some news stories now please if you don't mind roll our intro to the show yes ma'am 
All right, everybody. Uh, if you didn't know, Half the Kintel is sponsored by Dubby Energy. Are you playing a song right now? I am now. No, so yeah, listen. you can't hear it. What? Can't hear it, dude. No song. You can't hear this? No. No songs. Are you serious or are you memeing? No, I'm, I'm dead serious, yeah. You don't hear any of my sounds? No. Soundboard's letting you down, dude. You should have told me this. Well, I didn't know you. This is the first time I thought I knew you were playing one. I've been playing sounds all this whole time. Oh, God. Yeah, we didn't hear any. You hear that? No. Oh, boy. Uh, now I can't even hear you at all. Oh, wait. That, wait, speak? Hello? Okay, yeah. Just... Are you sure about that? Oh, now we can hear it. Okay, okay, good. All right. Um, let's let's try that again. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Half the Cast is sponsored by Dubby Energy. And today we're going to do a little ad read for Dubby. So listen, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Eurofactor. There's no calories, there's no sugar, no artificial colors, no fillers, there's none of the bad stuff, but all the good stuff. Your current energy drink may cost anywhere from 2 to $3 per can. Ladies and gentlemen, W costs $1 per drink. So if you find... <laughs> so if you find a harder worker study, use code SLICK to save on W. That's right. Code S-L-I-C-K, you'll save 10% on your W.GD order. That's on everything on their shop, including uh, shaker cups, the actual W powder, uh, merchandise like hoodies and t-shirts and whatnot. So go on W.GG, use code SLICK, save 10%. Help us out. And while you're at it, hapticintel.com slash merch. We've got a bunch of merch up there where you can buy uh, some Slick Boy shirts and other good things. So uh, go do that. All right. All right. Sorry about the, the cutoff there for this song. That's all right, dude. All right. Got to get a longer one. All right. So upcoming video, video game, game releases. Yep. Hit it. What are we? What's coming out, dude? Do you want me to do this? I can do it. Well, would I'll you rather? Would you rather do the slick stories or the abysmal chronicle? Hmm. We're gonna do this. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna go back and back. I'll do the video game releases. You're gonna start the abysmal chronicles. Then I'm gonna do the abysmal chronicles. And then you're gonna do a slick story. And then I'm gonna do a slick story. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, upcoming video game releases. This one's pretty cool. Hitman World of Assassination is out today on PC, PS5, Xbox mm -hmm. Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's today. And that's just an update. So if you own Hitman 3, it becomes World of Assassination. You get all of the previous entries in the Hitman franchise in one bundle. Right. And the DLC releases for it too, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to update my game when we're done this and see. Because I actually just checked yesterday. I didn't know when it came out. But today, brother. There you go. Uh, this one's interesting. You put the DualSense, the, the PS5 oh, yeah. DualSense Edge is out not a, today. Not a game, hardware, but. Yeah, that's the new uh, Elite controller for PlayStation 5. Right. So that's pretty cool. Are you getting this? No. Okay. I, I thought about it, but number one, it's expensive. That's and true. two, I, I don't like the look of it. It has like a glossy black. I'm just not a fan it's of It's see-through. Oh, really? I found out today it's see-through. I kind of like that. Nah, I don't. For two hundred dollars, I ain't buying it, Chief. Yeah. Well, I got no the thanks. yes. PSVR two comes out next month, so that's what I'm saving up for right now. Oh my god, dude! I got that shit pre-ordered. 
you're insane. They just pushed back um switch uh switchback, the game made by the de- uh 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 man and Madonna, um, oh yeah dark pictures people. Yeah. They just pushed that back to March. It was supposed to be a launch title. So it's abysmal. Sucks. Although I did see yesterday a launch slate for the PSVR two. It's actually pretty big. There's a lot of games. Yeah, there's a lot of games. More than I thought. So and you know we're gonna get like an Astro something play something because they always release with new Rescue hardware mission too game. let's hope so dude if they give that for free as like a tech de- i'm gonna ski um all right dead by uh dead 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 space remake comes out for ps5 wait is this on xbox i thought it was just a ps5 game no it's on xbox oh really dead space remake pc ps5 xbox series snx that's tomorrow yeah january 27th age of empires 2 definitive edition comes out for xbox series snx xbox one on january 31st Power Watch Simulator finally coming out for PS5, PS4, and Switch on January 31st. Also available on Game Pass right now. Power Watch Simulator Tomb Raider Special Pack DLC is releasing for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, and PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Jesus. On January 31st. That's a cool crossover. Yeah. You'll be able to watch her mansion, right? Yeah, you and her Jeep. Right. You sent me that a couple weeks ago. That's right. SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake comes out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on January 31st. And Deliver Us Mars releases for PC, Xbox Series, SNX, PS5, Xbox One, and PS4 on February 2nd. The reason I put that last one is there is because I think it's a sequel to Deliver Us the Moon. Oh, but cool. I, I don't I don't know that at all. I'm just going by the title, and I could be completely wrong, and I probably am. So it's good to know. Yeah. All right, Josh, All right. Abysmal Chronicles. This isn't the Abysmal Chronicles because, to be honest, what I, from what I heard, wasn't enough from Xbox, in my opinion. But I'll let you tell me what so, happened. So a lot of people are giving Xbox credit for this, and I understand yeah. why. But um, So yesterday, January 25th, Xbox had their developer direct conference where they showed off games directly from the developers uh, themselves and let just kind of the devs talk about them so the games that were shown are uh minecraft legends which is coming out uh i think it's april 18th but it's april um forza motorsport um which was just given a launch window of 2023 redfall which is launching in may finally we got information about redfall um hi-fi rush uh which is from uh tango gameworks launched yesterday actually that was a shadow drop um, and then they just talked about Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom, which is an expansion, uh, which is what they ended with, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's it. I didn't watch so, it. So, first of all, I do like the format. I agree with other people. I liked the format. Okay. It was like, it's 45 minutes long. You got about, you know, a 10-minute glimpse, and you went to the studio, and the developers talked about the game. It's kind of interesting. I think it might be even a little bit long in the tooth than what we need. I think Minecraft Legends looks cool. And I was originally down on Hi-Fi Rush, but I played it since and it's actually great. Yes. What is so Minecraft Legends is what? Is it like a Valheim? Is it like an RTS? No. What is it? Um, it's Valheim but Minecraft mixed with RTS elements. Okay, that's what I was kind of getting. Yeah, it's Valheim with rts elements in minecraft okay i mean i think it's the best way to describe it but not in minecraft just in the style of minecraft right like in the style of like the other minecraft 
games that are not Minecraft. So it's like a solo. It's like a it's its own game. Right. Uh, and it's co-op up to four players. Okay. Minecraft Dungeons uh, was pretty good. Minecraft Dungeons was great. So we'll see. It looks interesting, although there's a lot of systems at work, and I don't know if my brain can handle that. So that's coming out on April 18th. I think that looks fine. Forza, I think, is actually maybe the biggest knock for the day because there was no release date for it. Um, yeah. People seem to be really up um, turn 10's ass about this. And a lot of people are finding it very peculiar that there was no release date given. Um, so, might be cause for concern there. I don't know. Redfall, uh, the game from Arcane, which was announced oh. a million and a half years ago. Yeah, how's this look, dude? I'm mixed on it. I know a lot of people think it looks good, but I don't know if I agree. And I will tell you why. The Arcane has never been known for their gunplay. Truthfully. They always are more of a stealth studio. And I felt that way even from the little bit I played. Um, what was the last game they did? I know this is Arcane Austin, but the last game they did was. Um, what was the uh, the one that was PlayStation exclusive for a little bit? Oh, Deathloop. Deathloop. They've never really gotten gunplay. And this game is almost exclusively gunplay with, you know, fantastical abilities on top of it. And to me, it looks very heavy and slow. Now, it could have just been what they showed or those characters, or those classes. But to me, it looked very heavy and slow. I don't know how interested I am in a co-op open world style game. Which is how they described it. Well, here's the thing, though. The benefit, though, with that is it's on Game Pass. It's true. So even if it's hot dog shit, which I don't think it pay. is. Right. But we don't you have to try it. Right. You could try it the whole game. Yeah, we could try it. We could try so, it. I think it looks fine. I mean, I, that's that's really my that's all I could say is I think it looks fine. Right. I don't. I've seen both sides online yeah. so far, so I'm not down on it. I'm not up on it. I think our friend Steven is more up on it. Um. So listen, I'll give it a try. I just I don't know. It's it's hard to to say exactly from that. Our friend Steven was up on it and said he's like he wants to do more like Left for Dead type things with the fellas, and I'm like. Yeah, but we could just play Left 4 Dead. That's, That's true. We could. Left 4 Dead 2. This is way more works. complicated than Left 4 Dead. I'll tell you that right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's open world. It's an open world game. Oh. So it's you like have Left 4 Dead, but open world. Yeah, you have to go and clear out districts. You know, there's a, there's a story, but there's side vampires? missions. Yes, there's side missions. You have to take districts back from the vampires. Um, You know. Things like that. Other open world-esque like things. Gotcha. Um, then they showed Hi-Fi Rush, which was a shadow drop. This is really cool. Um, like I said, I didn't love how the game showed, but it plays great and it looks great when you actually play it. Um, and the fact that it was a shadow drop from a major studio is really cool. And I think more people should do stuff like this. And it's on Game Pass. And it's on Game Pass. That's the one benefit to everything that Xbox does. Yeah. Uh, and then they ended with Elder Scrolls Online Necrom, which is arriving in June. I don't care about Elder Scrolls Online, but the cool th I think the coolest thing about this, right, is they keep trying to get more people in. And we've I've tried it. I thought you might have tried it we, in the past. We too. did. We tried. I just I can't. There's too much to get into. It's just too much. And I'm not really interested, to be honest with you. It's too much MMO, not enough Elder Scrolls from and, what I played. Well, yes, but there is 
see, that's the thing is there's so much. Apparently, there is like linear narrative type stuff, too. But the cool thing that they did do now, this game has been out forever and it has like 50,000 DLCs with it. They made all the DLC free. Wow. Available to everybody. And what the new ones free with Game Pass or you have to pay or what? It's, on, and it's launching with Game Pass. Yeah. So the whole game is just free now. Yeah. So cool. um, I liked it. I think to me, the reason that I'm more down on it than up on it is because <laughs> Redfall just didn't wow me like I think it really needed it to. Uh, and then I know we, it wasn't going to be here, but something stinks with Starfield. Well, something here's the stinks deal. with Starfield. We knew that this was going to be a Redfall heavy, you know, program as the as the leaks indicated, and we also knew that Starfield was not going to be here. Uh, that's just the nature of it. Like, I, I don't want to say we got our hopes up if if that's what we thought, but we might have gotten our hopes up a little bit if we thought anything from Starfield was going to be here. No. But I don't know. I expected more, I guess. There is a rumor that there's a March Bethesda showcase that is going to be happening. Uh, which I don't know is where we would see Starfield. We'll see. But what's his name? He just said the next time, even though. We were supposed to I, I don't I don't want to say it's Matt Booty, but I feel like it was Matt Booty said that with the Starfield stuff before this, he's like, you'll hear more soon. And then after that, after the developer directly said, we'll see you again at Summer Games Fest. Mm, so what, you, you, don't, you don't have anything until Summer Games Fest now? Right. I don't know if that was a calculation. I don't know if it was misspeaking. I don't know if it was, you know, whatever, because they could come out next week and be like, hey, we have a Starfield Direct next week or something. I don't know. But just to me, it feels like weird stuff going on. And honestly, after all this 343 stuff... I don't you don't know who to believe or what to believe. I don't in. want to I don't care about the Xbox ecosystem right now. I just don't. I don't know what else it's to tough. say. I don't know what else to it's say. It's tough. And we talked about it a little bit in our in our group chat, but it, it it's very evident that they don't care about console sales or anything right now. They mm -hmm. are really 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 just trying to make Game Pass a great value. I don't know how long that can last. Right. Uh I just Games I have to hit. Yeah. And we need exclusives. Give us a reason to to sign up for for Xbox Game Pass, right? Mm -hmm. um, we're we're proud members. I mean, we're both probably subscribed for years at this point. Um, but man, they just need to get those new guys on, those new people playing. They need to get those exclusives, and they need to hit hard with their big properties like Gears of War and Halo, which they haven't been doing. So, well, we should move on because there's other stuff that came out about gear six today, but I don't want to get started with that. So, okay, let's move on. The next story in the abysmal Chronicles, Josh, you're gone. Josh is gone. You're gone. You're back. Hello. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so another story in the abysmal Chronicles here, it's abysmal and it's just proof that Nintendo is bad. We've known this for a very long time. We've known that they do this, but now we have proof. So this is a report from my Nintendo news. And the report is fire emblem engage wrapped up production back in 2021. That is two years ago, my friends. So we finally have proof that Nintendo sits on finished games. Just a few days ago, fire emblem fans discovered that another fire emblem game might be in development. 
They discovered the internal code names for Fire Emblem Three Houses and Fire Emblem Engage were Iron 17 and Iron 19, respectively. This begs the question, where is the game codenamed Iron 18 that would have released in between? Uh, so that was that was the most recent Fire Emblem news. But after that, it has emerged... All right, you're good. Should I start over? No, you're fine. After all of this nonsense, uh, it was it came out that Fire Emblem Engage actually wrapped up production in 2021, uh, although it was finally released in January of 2023, this month. So this information has come from the uh, Australian Classification Board and the USK in Germany. Uh, so, Josh, this is not the first time we've heard about Nintendo sitting on finished video games. However... It's the first proof we've ever actually gotten of it. Right. Uh, they've been sitting on this game, apparently, since 2021. That is two years. This game has been done, ready to go, ready to ship, but not released. Why would they do this? So it's not the first time we've heard about this. Um, some of the examples I have here are remakes and remasters of Nintendo titles like Metroid Prime, the whole franchise. Several Legend of Zelda games uh, have been rumored to be complete as well, ready to release. The belief is that Nintendo waits to release these games during slow periods where they don't have a lot of titles coming out. Or in the case of Metroid Prime, they might be waiting for Metroid Prime 4 to be a little closer to being ready, and they can then use the remasters as a form of marketing. Mm. So it's really abysmal. Uh, they have these games ready to go, finished, that they could release to the, the fans that are just clamoring for these things. And instead, they just sit and wait uh, and now that we know that there is a Fire Emblem code name Iron 18 that was supposed <clears> to come out before Engage, they've been sitting on that one for a while, if that's the case. Because that would have started production way before Engage even started, which finished in 21. So, yeah, uh, I thought this was interesting. It's a look into Nintendo, a very weird company that just does things differently than everyone else. And maybe that's why they're successful. Yeah, I was going to say, but it works for them, doesn't it? Right. So. And you know what? It's because their fans are patient. That's true, too. Their fans are... And, and I mean, devoted. And they consistently produce quality. Right. So. But now we know that they produced the quality two years earlier than we thought. So. Man, that's true. And it's kind of crazy because their games never feel, like, outdated or old. Yeah. And, I mean, two, waiting two years to release a game, a lot can change in the gaming world in two years. Uh, just in terms of what the players want and how games are how we experience games. So to yeah. wait two years, that's Nintendo's on top never, of whenever it started. Like that's Nintendo's crazy. never really adhered to that though, in the same sense that sure. like other Westerns or Western studios do. I don't know. That's true. You never feel like a Nintendo game was like made in a vacuum. You know what right. I mean? Right. Uh, Breath of the Wild is an interesting case where it was very much influenced by other games. Right. Um, but all the games were kind of like that at the time. They were all like Far Cry and all these, right. all these games. That's but, how games But Zelda did it better. <laughs> it did. Absolutely. All right. That's all I got for you in the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh. Can you hit me with the Dead Space uh, stuff and the Slick stories here? What's going on? Yeah. So Dead Space launches tomorrow. And, uh, yeah. you know, today reviews dropped for it. Yeah. And basically it's launched to super positive reviews. I think it has sitting at a 90 right now on Metacritic and 89 on Metacritic with 54 critic reviews. That's um, great. So I just wanted to give a roundup about um, some of these uh, reviews and that, you know, I'm excited to, to play it. 
So Daily Star gave it 100. They said it's atmospheric, scary, and an adrenaline-inducing space fun. Uh, VGC said Dead Space doesn't just place you in the role of classic Isaac. It forces you into his head, too. Uh, Where's some of these other big ones? Uh, Where is IGN? Screen Rant. Although they're not great. Eh, I'm not going to read the screen on one. They gave it a 90. Nice. Uh, Game Informer gave it a 90. Uh, it says, rather than reinvent the wheel, Motive made Dead Space look nicer, play better, and preserve the core of the experience. You'd love to see it. You do. Um, where is... IGN's not even on here. Whatever. I know IGN gave it a 9 because I watched the review. Um, Mr. Matty Plays played it, and he's a huge Dead Space fan. I watched his review. Um, he said it's better because they changed things that needed to be changed, made it more like Dead Space 2, and then modernized it. So Nice. I love to hear that. This is something I was I was nervous about, but uh, especially because they put reviews so close to the actual release date. It's so biz- bizarre for a, a good game to do that. Yeah. Um, but. So I'm happy. And it seems like if you had concerns about purchasing the game, you probably shouldn't because it's pretty right. much universally, you know, getting reviewed well. So dope. Yeah. It comes out up. tomorrow. Sweet. All right. Nintendo news. I'm the Nintendo guy today. I got another story for you. Nintendo filed a new patent seemingly for use in Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me preface. What you're about to read is translated from Japanese. So just wanted to preface that before you make yourself sound like a fool. Konnichiwa, Josh Desu. Uh, Last June, it seemed that Nintendo had applied for a new patent that could be used in the latest installment in the Legend of Zelda series, Tears of the Kingdom. The patent filed this time has technical content of an image processing method that expresses objects with a sense of transparency with a low processing load. I'll give you a low processing load, brother. So pin that. Well, we can come back to it. I'll let you finish. But that's the point that I want to talk about. Keep going. You want to talk about low processing loads? I want to talk about loads. Yeah. Okay. One of the inventors listed in the patent is Mr. Akishi Miyagi, who worked as a subdirector with Mr. Tominaga on The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. So this patent is related to The Legend of Zelda. There is a possibility. Is that the end of it? Yes. <laughs> so, I, unfortunately, I, yes. I gave you the warning. Um, so what I want to talk about is this specifically. The patent filed this time has technical content of a quote-unquote image processing method that expresses objects with a sense of transparency with low processing load. So, let me what that means. Let me break that down in layman's terms. Video games are something called alpha effects. Alpha yes. effects are transparent effects like fire, smoke, fog. It's like a PNG. What? Right, and it is presented in a way that's usually heavy on the load of the system because it takes a lot of processing power to interpolate that data. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. So the the Switch is made out of fucking paper mache, and it's a Fisher Tyke console. Okay? Fisher Price. Fisher Price. Little Tykes. I, I, I always fucking mix those. Combine those for some reason. So it can't handle a lot, it can't handle a lot of big loads. That's okay. going to be our new... We're going to make a, uh, a new shirt that says Fisher Tyke. Fisher Tyke. Yeah. It can't handle big loads. I'm making note of that. Loads. Okay. okay. So what this is doing is it's creating... They filed some sort of patent so that the Switch can handle bigger loads, basically. Love is what I'm loads. getting out of it, which yeah. means 
that uh, maybe Zelda uses more of it. I don't know. It's really just anecdotal, but that's why it's on here, and I think it's cool. So, so let's get real for a second. What you're saying is basically that The Legend of Zelda is going to make me have big loads. <laughs> no. The Legend of Zelda will be able to handle big loads. My big loads? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Correct. Cool. All right. All right. All right. All right. Main topic, Elden Ring. What's going on, dude? Lance McDonald, Ronald McDonald. What What is this, dude? What's going on? What is All he right. saying from December? Now it's coming out now. What's going on? All right. Give me a second here. So what's going on, dude? Here's what's happened. So Lance McDonald has hinted at a huge Elden Ring expansion. Now, we know Lance McDonald as a reliable industry insider and video game leaker, especially with the Soulsborne community. Right. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Lance has a popular Twitter account as well as a Discord server where they facilitate a pretty vibrant community. Yeah. Okay. So according to a leaked Discord conversation, this was posted on the Gaming Leaks and Rubber subreddit yesterday. Lance McDonald stated that a huge Elden Ring expansion will arrive soon. Right. So this was posted all the way back on December 14th. Now, Brett, if you remember that date, that's about a week after the PvP DLC dropped for Elden Ring. The arena opened for Elden Ring, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is why I'm putting it in here, because originally, sorry, I saw your note about Fisher Tyke on our document. Um, Originally, I had read this and I was like, oh, this was about the, the arena DLC wrong i'm incorrect i'm glad i went in the comments section which i normally don't but anyway this is just coming to our attention now so the conversation is as follows from the leaked discord stuff lance there's a huge dlc coming another user says as in a proper area question mark lance says i know a lot about what about what it's adding but i don't know about any new gameplay mechanics but yeah really big so we're getting a really big expansion he was answering really big in relation to a proper area, as in we're going to get a new, you know, yeah. DLC addition to the game. Is how I'm going to have. It. I'm going to have a big expansion if this is true. Yeah, well, it is true, and then we know it's coming. Um, we've kind of known this is coming for a long time, but my my bigger question to you is though, because I think we can pretty much confirm this. I mean, Lance, Lance knows what he's talking about. I mean, reliable over and 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 over again going back to like i don't know the beginning of time okay if we got a dlc would you think it'd be an entirely new area or would it be something that they open up on the map that's a good question there's a lot of areas on the map in elden ring that are inaccessible and things that you want to go to but then you can't actually go there so that is a possibility that they're just going to open up an area that's already there much like the coliseum but I would imagine this is a brand new area that you get taken to via a transportation method, kind of like the Painted World in the Dark Souls franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I imagine it would be something like that. Uh, I don't know how or what, though. Could I read you what I think? I don't think this is true, and I don't know, and this is just a speculation, but what it could be. And I like this idea for DLC. Did you come up with this, or did they? Is this no, 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 no. I, I found this. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can read it. It's not a theory. I think it's what something... Well, it makes sense with the lore, so let me read it and then let me know. Um, This says, Elden Ring's DLC could take players back in time to the distant past of the lands between. Time travel already exists in some form within the game, which players experience to access the Elden Ring's secret dragon lord Placidus' boss fight. Yeah. 
Okay. It isn't clear. Sorry, I read that slow because the, the font was the text was hard to read the color. It isn't clear how this magic works or how far back in time a player is taken, making it an easy device for transporting players to the same area seen from a drastically different perspective. More mm -hmm. evidence for this possibility comes from From Software's history of implementing time travel elements in their previous expansions, such as in Dark Souls Artorius of the Abyss DLC and more confusingly, the Dark Souls 3 Ringed City DLC, both of which are awesome. The Ring City DLC in Dark Souls 3 is fucking incredible, in my opinion. Um, what do you think about this? Out of all the rumors, speculation, thoughts, fan theories I saw, this is the one that gets me the most excited. That's the most, like, from software answer to this question yeah. of what will, will the DLC be. And let me tell you again, I don't know, I'm speculating, but let me tell you why this makes even more sense. What is people's biggest kind of boast for Elden Ring? What does it do that other games don't really let well? you? It lets you explore. Right, in the open world, right? right? And one of the best parts about Elden Ring was the sense of discovery, right? right. Yeah. What better way to recapture that sense of discovery than replacing what you already know with something completely different? So basically just redoing the map and right. making it look different. Yeah. Taking you to a different time. And it's kind of familiar, but not really. Right. And they've done this before in one of the Souls games, maybe Demon Souls or Dark Souls. I don't remember. Remastered? Dark Souls Remastered, I think it was. They implemented a mode where it was opposite, I think. Like everything oh. in the map was flipped. Yeah. So I don't that remember way which you, one, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You experience it in a different way. Right. And then even when they remastered Dark Souls or when they remade Demon Souls, they changed certain things. Uh, so you, you you're basically experiencing it again, but it's similar. They can right. do something like that, but I it, it's not going to be as similar to the base experience. They got to really if mm. they're going to use that same world, the same map, they really got to change it. Yeah, I don't know. And how. I think they will. Or it might even be a part of the. I mean, it's such a big map. I mean, who knows? But it could be interesting. I, Josh, mm. would love. If instead of going in the past, we go to the future. And I don't or even know are... what that don't even well, know what that means. It, I'm just well, saying it's it. gonna depend on your ending. No. Yes. I guess you're right. But they would base it on one ending, I would imagine. I, I, I or guess. or actually, no, the DLC would take place before you beat the game. So then it doesn't matter. Right. It would be interesting though for if they figured out a way to either pick a although it might piss people off if they pick a canon ending but figure out a way to read your save that populates mm -hmm. the world differently. This might be way, this is definitely way too much probably for DLC. But to me, my favorite ending was the frenzy flamed ending. Cause it's just chaos, fucking utter chaos. And it would be so cool. Like to skip 25 years in the future where you are Lord of the frenzy flamed and just see how abysmal the fucking world has gone. Right. Shit like that would be cool. So, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, it would also be cool if they made it, um, a completely separate experience where maybe you don't even play as the character that you played mm. the first time. Yeah. Maybe you play as an actual, instead of a creative character, they give you a character and you play through their story. Play as uh, Melina, dude. Now she loses her arm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's in the past and it's literally all of the bosses before they were mm. transformed. I don't know. That would be slick. Yeah. Before the one guy turned into a woman and then had kids and then. I don't even, dude, I don't even know. It's so fucking complex. There's a guy, 
there's a, a man and a woman, but it's the same person. And they were a man, dude, they're giving birth and they have three kids. And one of them is a snake. And. Oh yeah. 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 Dude. I don't know. I, I, uh, I do have a <laughs> significant hankering though, to, uh, to play a, a souls game. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. Elden Ring is a good a choice as any. So if we got DLC soon, that'd be great. So, yeah, it'd be great. I always get it's like it's like candy. Well, that too. It's like candy sometimes, though, dude. Sometimes it just you know it has a way of just fucking getting into your brain and just twitching at it. And every once in a while, you got to scratch the itch, you know? Right. So yeah. Okay, that's our show. Yeah, Josh, there was a game I forgot to tell you I, I played. What? I streamed uh, via PS3 cloud streaming on the oh, PS5. How was that? I played a little bit of Suda51's Black Knight Sword, which was what actually it's a side-scrolling uh, platformer that they released after Shadows of the Damned, and it mm. actually takes a little bit from Shadows of the not story-wise, but some gameplay elements from Shadows of the Damned and incorporates it. Um, and I saw it was on there on on the PS5 catalog, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try it." Um, cause Sean, our buddy Sean has played it and has always told me it's good. And I tried it back in the day, but I didn't buy it. Just played a demo and, uh, it's pretty good. It's presented in a really unique way that you would really like where it's like a play with paper cutouts. Mm. And like, you literally see on the screen, the curtains. And every time like you go to a new location or even walk to the next screen, like oh, the curtains close and open up. That's slick. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just a pseudo 51 game. So I recommend. So it's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's weird. So, well, yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Um, what do you got to say? Yeah, that's our show. Thank you for bearing with us with the uh, technical hiccups here and there. Uh, shit happens. Uh, make sure you call the number at the top of your screen for audio listeners again. That's 904 878 2858. Um, and then, other than that, you know, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and follow us on social media because that's where we'll drop. Um, and maybe we'll do it on the community tab too for YouTube, but we'll drop what our plans are for episode 100 and when that is going to be because you do not want to miss it. So, sure. That's all we have. Episode 99. See you next time. Until we meet again.